why should I study the Bible? We gave you seven things. I'll repeat them, the seven things. When I said it meets every need of the spiritual life, it presents the supreme character of Christ. Secondly, it makes us wise unto salvation. The third thing, it gives life. Fourth thing was, it's a guide through life. It's a guide through life. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Psalm 119, verse 105. If you got that. The fifth thing was, it keeps us from sin. And then the sixth thing, it cleanses. As we use the word of God, it cleanses our lives. You remember our Lord said in John 15, 3, you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. And the seventh thing, it gives us confidence and assurance for the future. John chapter 5, 39 to 40. Remember the Lord Jesus said to the Jews in that day, you remember he said, you do search the scriptures for in them you think you have eternal life, but they are they which testify of me. And you will not come to me that you have life. If you had believed Moses, you would have believed me. For Moses wrote concerning me. Welcome to the Unchanging Word Radio Bible Study. Our teacher is Dr. John G. Mitchell, and our conviction is that the Word of God has never changed and never will. The truth in God's Word was, is, and always will be true. God never changes. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Life begins at Calvary, there my Savior died. He took my place and by His grace came with me. We are exploring the Bible truth concerning the spiritual life of the believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. After Dr. Mitchell reviews the previous seven things the Word of God does for the believer, he will then go on to give other reasons for the believer to read the Bible. Now one of them is to study to show oneself approved unto God as a workman who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing, cutting a straight course through the Word of Truth. You know, the Word of God is the only aggressive weapon for the defense of one's spiritual life. And in these days, it is necessary for the believer in Christ to know the Bible, the Word of God. So let's join Dr. Mitchell here in the classroom as he explores the great importance of the Word in the spiritual life of the Christian. And you're listening to the Unchanging Word Bible Broadcast. Why should I study the Bible? I think in our last lesson, we ended up with the fact that it meets every need of the spiritual life. Uh, I think you already have notes on that, do you not? It's, are you taking notes, by the way? How many are taking notes? How many are not? <laughs> How many brought your Bibles? How many came with a hunger for the book? All right. I should put my hand up, shouldn't I? <laughs> All right, you remember we gave you seven things. I'll repeat them, the seven things. When I said it meets every need of the spiritual life, it presents the supreme character of Christ. I put that first. 
Secondly, it makes us wise unto salvation. I'm just repeating what we had, by the way, in our last lesson, bringing you up to date. It makes us wise unto salvation. And I give you 2 Timothy 3, 14 to 15, that from a child thou hast known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith in our Savior. The third thing, it gives life. The Word of God gives life. Jesus said in John 6, 63, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and your life. And when Jesus said to Peter and to the disciples, will you also go away? You going to leave me? Peter says, where can we go? Thou alone hast the words of eternal life. We believe and are sure that thou art that Christ, the Son of the living God. And uh, one could go on many scriptures I gave you. The third, fourth thing was, it's a guide through life. It's a guide through life. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Psalm 119, verse 103. 105, pardon me, 119, Psalm, verse 105. If you got that. The fifth thing was, it keeps us from sin. And you remember, you have that 119, Psalm, verse 11. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. And as John Bunyan said, sin will keep you from this book, but this book will keep you from sin. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. And then the sixth thing, it cleanses. And it's, as we use the word of God, it cleanses our lives. You remember our Lord said in John 15, 3, you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. And then in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 26, that he might cleanse the church by the washing of water by the word. It's a wonderful thing. Again, you use 119 Psalm, verse 9. Remember, wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way, but by taking heed according to thy word. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. And the seventh thing, it gives us confidence and assurance for the future. And I give you John chapter 5, 39 to 40. You remember the Lord Jesus said to the Jews in that day, you remember he said, you do search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life, but they are they which testify of me. And you will not come to me that you have life. And he ends the chapter, chapter 6, he ends it with the fact, if you had believed Moses, you would have believed me. For Moses wrote concerning me. Now we come to the next thing about why should I study the Bible? This will be C. This is something we start from here now, to be approved unto God. Why should I study the Bible? To be approved unto God. And I would give you 2 Timothy 2.15. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, holding a straight course through the word of truth. Now the King James Version says, rightly dividing the word of truth but holding a straight course through the word of truth. You know, a ship is, is kept on its course by a little wee thing at the back. What do you call it? The rudder. Huh? And the rudder. When I was a kid, I used to go out fishing in the North Sea with my brother and his friend. 
and they would always get sick, you know, because Ross is pretty rough. So I said, are you going to go back home? Sick? Born and raised on the sea? So I, and I was the younger one of the three, youngest of the two of, of the three of us. And you fellas get on those oars. So they both got on the oars, and all I did was hand the little rudder behind, you know? <laughs> always think about that. They worked their fool heads off trying to get in through across the bar. And I was just there with my little old rudder letting them go. Now this is 2 Timothy 2.15. Study to show yourself approved unto God, holding a straight course, comparing Scripture with Scripture. Don't go off the deep end. The danger with us is when we try to, uh, we, we, we try to defend some truth, you generally push it beyond what is written. So get to know your Bible, read it, continually read it from Genesis to Revelation and mark how it fits in. Remember, let me remind you what I said at the very beginning. The Bible took over 1,500 years to read for the, read, the writing of the Bible, and yet it's one, one complete whole. It's God's book, of course. Men speak as they were moved upon by the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God is the author of Scripture, and he uses people to write it. Hold a straight course to it. If you're talking about redemption, start at Genesis 3.15 and follow it all through your Bible. That first promise, you remember, the seed of the, a woman would bruise the serpent's head. Now she'll bruise his heel and so on. Follow it right on through. Take with Abraham, offered up his son Isaac. Why should he do that? So on. Follow it through. All right. To be approved unto God. In Psalm 19, I, I think maybe I'll read that. In Psalm 19, if you have your Bibles, come on, let me use your Bibles. In Psalm 19, the first half of the Psalm it deals with creation. Remember, the heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. The under the utmost speech, night unto night, showeth knowledge. There's no place where the voice of creation is not heard. But when you go down to verse 7, he takes up the word of God. Listen to it. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is wise, is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much precious gold. Sweeter also than the honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned. In the keeping of them there is great reward. Who can understand his errors? Cleanse thou me from secret faults. Keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then shall I be upright, and I shall be innocent from the great transgression. At the words of my mouth and meditation of my heart, be accepted by thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. It's the word of God. All you need for your life is the word of God. The spirit of God will make it real to you. Remember, Jesus said, the words that I speak unto you, they're spirit, they're light, where you hold straight course. All right, and I want you to put down study. Put that word down, study. I'm going to give it to you four times. Study, because it's profitable. 
Study because it's profitable. 2 Timothy 3, 16 to 17. Word of God, you remember, is given to us. The inerrant word of God. It's for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness that the man of God might be mature, but perfect, so on. And get, get that passage in your hearts, 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. It's God's book. The second study, study, because it is the only aggressive weapon you have. Well, I'm telling you, the Word of God will do its job. I suggest uh, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 17. Do you remember that passage? If you want the whole passage, it runs from verse 10 down through 18. You remember, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against wicked spirits in the heavenlies. Wherefore, take unto you the whole Word of God. Put on the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, your loins girt about with truth. Your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Take the shield of faith. All for protection. And then he says, and take the word of God. Take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. That's the aggressive weapon you have. And then verse 18, you have your resources. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. And watching thereunto with all perseverance for all saints. But the one thing you have, the aggressive weapon, is the sword. The two-edged sword. Let's be efficient in using it. I'll tell you, oftentimes, the Lord put into your mind a verse. Just the verse you need in talking to somebody else. Somebody begins to oppose the gospel. All of a sudden, the Lord will put a verse in your mind. But listen. The book says he'll bring the Spirit of God. And I'm quoting from John 16, by the way. Where the Spirit of God will bring to your remembrance the things I've told you. He'll show you things to come. So he brings back our remembrance, but it's got to be there first before he can bring it back. That's why I mean get into your Bible and saturate your mind with the Word of God. It's amazing how the Spirit of God will bring to you some verse the right verse at the right time to the right person. So saturate your mind with the Word of God. And form the habit, by the way, when you're by yourself, form the habit of reading it audibly. Allow me to say that again, will you? Because you and I can sit down and look at the book and your mind can be a thousand miles away. And you, sometimes when I'm reading it at home and I realize what I've done, I'm thinking of something else. I start all over again. Because I haven't been reading it. I've been looking at it. That's all. When you read it audibly, keeps your mind on the text. All right. The, sec the third study. Study because it's living, powerful. It's a good separator. You have that, you remember, in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. The word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, dividing asunder soul and spirit, and is a critic cause of the thoughts and the intents of your heart. 
Well, I tell you, the word of God can really get into you. Study it. Because it's a living boy. And the first study, the last one, study because it reveals Christ in all his beauty. It reveals Christ in all his beauty. One could spend the whole time on this, couldn't we? But read the word of God, study it, concentrate on it, meditate on it, and see Christ as you read it. He's the center of the book, from Genesis to Revelation. No man hath seen God at any time. The only begotten Son who was in the bosom of the Father, he hath shown him forth. John, John 1, 18, you remember that verse. What do you know about God? What do you know about God personally? Just what do you know about Jesus? He could say, he that has seen me has seen the Father. Well, Philip, said, Philip says, how? His answer was, the works that I do are not mine. They're my Father's. The works that I speak are not mine. They're my Father's. Believe me, I am in my Father, and my Father is in me, or else believe me for the very work's sake. I'm quoting, by the way, John chapter 14 from verse 8 down through verse 11, verse 10, verse 10, 8 through 10. All right, come now to D, to D. I must study it because of its value to men. I study it because of its value to men. Not only just read it, but study it. That's why I like that passage in Acts. 1711. Now, if I go too fast, you put your hand up. I'm willing to stop. Go over it again if you want it. I'm going to talk now the last one because of its value to men. Study it. Saturate your mind with it. Acts chapter 1711. Let me give you that verse. Acts 1711. Paul had been down at Thessalonica at the beginning of the chapter. Then he came down to a place called Berea. And I read that the people of Berea, those at Berea who were listening to him, searched the scriptures daily to see if Paul was telling the truth. They were more noble. These Jews at Berea were more noble than the Jews at Thessalonica in that they searched the Scriptures daily. What for? To see if Paul was telling the truth. Now, uh, do you all belong to some church? Huh? Do you all belong to some church? You heard your pastor preach? Did you go home and search the scripture to see if he was telling the truth? You just took it for granted, didn't you? Most of the time, or maybe once in a while, maybe you did once in a while. All the time? Well, you can sit up. You can sit down there if you want to. All right. How often we hear a man speak, teach the word of God, 
And we just take it. We go home and see if he's telling the truth. That's what I mean. These Berean Jews had, had saturated their mind with the Old Testament. All they had was the Old Testament. Along came this man, Paul, and he preached. And the book says they were more noble, a sign of nobility, searching the Scriptures daily. I've got a sermon on that, by the way. Ignorant Christians, noble Christians, wise Christians. I'm not going to give it to you, though. If I do, I'll charge you for it. All right. <laughs> because of its value to men. Now you, take, you take, for example, uh, Acts chapter 7, chapter 19. Paul had gone down to Ephesus, you remember? And he had a wonderful time, and the people there, there was such a move of God that they sold their, all their goods. Uh, from verse 17... Talks about they were known to all the Jews and Greeks who dwelt in Ephesus. Fear fell upon them all, and the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. And many that believed came and confessed and showed their deeds. Many of them also, which had used curious arts, brought their books together and had a sale. Huh? Uh-uh. They burned their books. I remember one time my daddy, at that time he wasn't a Christian. And somebody had come to the door in Tacoma and had sold him, sold him a bill of goods on, on wrestlerism. He got that to buy a whole set of books on wrestlerism. When I came home, he said, see what I got. I looked at them. I said, have you read them yet? No. I said, well, I'm being good. Start the fire tomorrow morning with them. And each morning you start your fire with one of these books. Burn them up. Oh, he said, I give so much for it. What are you going to do about them? Maybe you don't secondhand store. I said, no, burn them. Because dad wasn't a believer at the time. Burn them. That's what I like about these fellows. They burned them before all men. They counted the price and found to be 50,000 pieces of silver. Boy, what a lot of money. Wish I had that. But it's the 20th verse I'm after. So mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. So mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. When the word of God gets into your heart, into your life, it will transform you. Why should I study the Bible? Because of what it means to your own life. It will transform you. that I never had known and a joy this world could not afford since I yielded control of my body and soul to my wonderful wonderful
shall be ordered by thee, that my will be in perfect accord. With thine own sovereign will, thy desire to fulfill my contributions to the Unchanging Word radio program do not benefit Multnomah University, they do make it possible to give the truth of God's Word to hungry hearts in an increasingly difficult time. The address again is The Unchanging Word, P.O. Box 398, Dallas, Oregon, 97338. The Unchanging Word. And so until next time, this is The Unchanging Word radio Bible study. Life begins at Calvary.